Hey there, it's Dana Demara. Welcome to episode three of Evolve Your Soul series. I'm really excited to drop into these um, podcasts. This has been so much fun. I absolutely love using my voice. I've been writing for so long, and uh, as much as I love writing, I really, really do. I find that um, our attention span as a society has diminished. And so I do a little bit of writing and a little bit of recording. I find too that when I'm in a stream of consciousness or a stream of something that's coming through, it's much easier to talk through it than it is to write it. So um, <clears throat> I'm going to keep doing these until I get bored. But right now this is really fun. So thanks so much for listening. Um, I bring a theme to my class every single week and... Uh, I've started recording the themes on this podcast. So those of you who do come to my yoga classes, you know about my themes. Those of you who don't, I have a theme. And I only have at the beginning of a class maybe maybe one to two minutes before I start losing people. I can tell that they're kind of like, uh, I came here to move, not to hear you talk. So uh, that was kind of why the podcast was born, one of the reasons. And... Before I do drop into the theme and kind of talking about it and, you know, really um, understanding what it means to me in this moment in time, what I want to do is pause and take a few deep breaths in and out and just kind of transition from wherever we were in space and time to where we are now. And I do that all the time. Um, I really am working on doing it in between the transition points, the pivot points in my day. Um, so I definitely want to get into this habit. So if you're not driving a car, I would ask that you just kind of pause for a moment, close your eyes, take a big deep breath in through the nose and exhale out through your mouth. Just kind of let it out. If you are driving, as always, I'm just going to ask that you do, you know, focus on your breath. Just focus a little bit deeper on your breath, but definitely don't close your eyes. And um, maybe just kind of notice your surroundings, take them in a little bit deeper um, instead of just speeding to wherever it is that you're going or you know, driving there mindlessly. Eckhart Tolle says it takes one conscious breath to be aware. So um, that's kind of where we're at. So we're just going to take a few deep breaths in and out. I'm just kind of breathe in through the nose. I always say breathe out through the mouth because it just allows um, you to really let go on a cellular level of... Um, anything that is just kind of sitting and um, stagnant or dormant in your body. So let's go of any kind of um, energy that's just been sitting there maybe from the last moment in time or maybe even heading you into the next moment. So just take a couple of deep breaths in through the nose and out through the nose. And when you're ready, drop back in and Welcome to Evolve Your Soul series. So I want to say first, Evolve Your Soul series, I just feel so happy that I was able to um, nab this name. Um, the word evolution has been a part of my brand for a very long time. Um, Dana Demora Evolution was born a long time ago, and it comes from the idea that we are in a constant state of evolution. We're always evolving. We're always growing. We're always learning something. And so whatever we did, you know, 
two minutes ago or 22 years ago um, doesn't really mean that's who we are now. We're always evolving. We're always evolving the way we think, the way we act, the way we speak, the way we talk. You know, I, I remember um, hearing my mom and other people say things like, you know, people don't really change who they are. And I even said that to my daughter the other day. But I said, um, you know, for the most part, people don't really change. And they do show you their true colors when you first meet them. However, people do evolve. And um, we must have our uh, intuitive internal GPS system on when we are in relationship to be able to see that pattern of either stagnation or evolution in our own self. Um, and so, you know, just noticing where you're evolving and where you're stuck is what's really important. And we're always evolving back to the soul. We're always, we have a saying in yoga, you know, we're here just walking each other home. And it's true. We're always evolving back to our soul, back to the bits and pieces of ourselves that really ring true with God, with the divine, with source, with the universe. And um, I'm just so, so, so grateful that I was able to get this name. Um, so thank you, great spirit. <laughs> um, okay, so the theme this week has been the word expansion. Um, expand, expansion, expanding, expand. Um, any derivative of it. I, I came up with a theme when I looked at the planets for this week and this week's been like a big Jupiter theme and Jupiter's all about expansion and so I was like okay well that's easy I'm just gonna call it expansion and then when I dropped into the astrology I in fact I'm just gonna preface this by saying I literally just got done 10 minutes ago recording the um, 13 moon mystic for the astrology for the moon and it just blows my mind. Um, it, and so, so I might weave some of that in here just because it's fresh on my brain and in my heart and on my throat, you know, but I will say this, you know, and, and sometimes I kind of go off on a tangent and I don't have anyone here to reel me in. So I'm going to do my best to stay reeled in. But even the fact that, um, when, when we look at ourselves as a, as a spiritual being, evolving, uh, in an earth suit, standing on a spinning ball of energy, flying through the one universe that is connected to or parallel to other universes, to infinity, we can see that the word expansion is really important. And I wish you guys could see me because I'm laughing right now. Um, you know, to, so to expand our awareness, to expand, once I expanded my awareness from the asana to, um, you know, the consciousness of this practice, everything shifted for me. And, um, it was a moment and I'll never forget it. It was a moment in time when I was in camel pose and I started crying and I was like, Oh my God, how embarrassing. I can't believe I'm crying. What the hell am I crying for? This is ridiculous. Well, you know, I had a heart block for years years. And I still experience shrapnel from that. I still experience these little microcosmic pieces of shard in my heart every now and again when it starts to expand. And, um, you know, I felt it and all of a sudden everything changed. Um, 
I started looking at my practice differently. I started looking at my husband at the time differently. I looked at my parenting differently. I looked at my parents different. I looked at myself different. I looked at my relationships different. Um, and it expanded my view from, you know, downward facing dog to like, wow, this shit is real. <laughs> and uh, so it brings me to this idea of expansion, right? So I could go, I could go off on this topic. So the first thing I want to say, and I didn't write notes this time, I'm totally going off the cuff. Um, so I'm going to try to stay at one topic at a time. So let's just take it with the practice, right? So with this practice of yoga. So we come in to our practice and we're like, I'm going to go do yoga. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. Hey, Lisa, want to go and do yoga with me? Yeah, let's go and do yoga. So we go and we do yoga. We do the yoga, you know, and we go and we do the poses and we do the sweat and we move around and we listen to a really cool playlist and, you know, we do all the things. And I think that's great because that is completely how I started. I started with the asana. And like I said, then one day my heart opened and I was like, wow, this is something deeper. So we come into this practice and we start to expand our view. And I see it in teacher training all the time. In fact, I just posted, okay, so there's one guy that I follow on Instagram who I freaking love. Uh, it's Yogi Memes, and he is so funny. And and this is the expansion, right? So you come to teacher training, and you're like, I'm so excited to take teacher training. This is going to be great. I'm going to be a yoga teacher. I'm going to deepen my practice. And we go around in a circle, and I say, okay, why don't you tell me why you're here and what you want to uh, get from this training? I want to deepen my practice. I want to get better in the postures. I want to teach all the things, right? And everybody comes in the first night like deer in headlight, and they're like, oh, my God, this is so great. I really don't know what I'm doing, but it's going to be so fun, and I'm meeting all these people and then we get through weekend one and everyone has expanded their view and we um and everybody goes to their jobs the next day and then they come back a week or two weeks later and they're flipped out they're like what the hell is wrong with the world out there <laughs> why is everyone so mean <laughs> And, and why I shouldn't really give the secret away, but it's so true. It's like you've ex what they what's happened is they've expanded their view of how they're functioning in the world and and their their patterning and their compromises and their sacrifices and the ways that they're inauthentic or the ways that they've evolved. And they go, wow, this is so cool. So I always tell people, don't quit your job during teacher training. Don't break up a relationship. Don't do anything crazy. Wait till after teacher training's over. And the reason why I mentioned Yogi Memes is because he posted this really funny picture of this guy riding this bike um, with like a unicorn, and it said, and the guy was smiling. It said the caption was like, um, oh, I could read it on my phone, but I'm not gonna. It said like you know, me the day after teacher training ends quitting my stupid dead end job, <laughs> you know, like just this expanded view of how you function in the world and really what is available to you. And sometimes I think we get this and teacher training or not, like it could be, you could go on like, like I went to, um, 
Australia, New Zealand, and Indonesia back in 1996 before it was cool, before everybody was there. I like to think I'm a pioneer of some of these things. And um, I went there, and I remember before that, I was working for a company called Fiserv in Mission Valley. This was 1995. And um, I graduated college from the University of Phoenix in in uh, here in San Diego. It was the first University of Phoenix. Now, of course, they're all over the um, nation and it's all online. But I was one of the first dudes, right? And so I was going to school at night. I rode my, I was single. I rode my bike from my little apartment in Mission Valley by Mission Valley Mall, which I don't even know if it exists anymore, uh, down to um, work. And then I would get a ride from my coworker uh, to school. And then after school, he would drive me back. And then I would, because we went to school together, and then I would ride my bike home in the dark. Uh, and I would do that every day, every day, every day, every day. And then I met this guy by the name of Lance Jordan, who is now, he's the godfather of uh, my daughter, Isabella. I just love him so much. And he um, introduced me to travel. And he was like, dude, you need to go to Australia, New Zealand. You just need to go. Because I, I had this, like, itch. I was like, God, I just oh, there's got to be more than this. This is weird, you know, I was 20-something. And um, I remember sitting in my little apartment on Chalcedony Avenue in Pacific Beach with him. And I was not doing yoga at the time, by the way. I, I, yoga wasn't even a thought in my mind. I was more like kickboxing, Tai Bo, like anything intense, bring it on, right? And I remember sitting in my little one-bedroom apartment with him, and he was leaning up against the door, and I had a huge crush on him, by the way, at the time, and because um, he was so worldly. And we were looking at this map, because there was no there was no laptops, okay? Like, we were looking at a map, and he was highlighting and coloring all these things for me. And um, he said, you need to travel. So... Uh, after I graduated, I, I got a job as a limo driver, and I was driving around San Diego. I loved it. I was saving all my money. I was just banking it, banking it, banking it, banking it. Well, then I left, and I, I bailed. Right after I graduated college, I was like, I am out of here. I'm done. And I took this trip, and I bought a uh, – I bought it. It, was, it wasn't really a one-way ticket. It was um, a one-way in and one-way out, but I could adjust the time I was leaving. Anyways, so I bought a ticket into – uh, Auckland, New Zealand, and then it was out of um, uh, Jakarta, Indonesia. So that was before they even had an airport in Denpasar, okay? Like that's how long ago it was. So uh, I bailed, and I took one backpack, and my mother flipped out, my poor mom. She has so many gray hairs because of me. And I got on a plane, and I knew no one. I had like a little notebook with like some names that I could uh, call up and I bailed and I left. I left my job, I left my friends, I left my boyfriend at the time who would later become my husband and um, before cell phones and I took off and I remember landing in Auckland and feeling like holy crap the world is so big and feeling so small but never feeling alone. And that year and a half or two years or whatever it was really expanded me. Like it, it really made me realize like there is no way I can ever, ever, ever sit in a cubicle again. Never. And I remember coming back, I flew into LAX and I had on my uh, baggy Bali pants, which they still sell. <laughs> and I was like total hippy dippy, tan, had my 
first ankle bracelet on my wrist and, you know, dark tan and just like toe rings, total like, you know, I don't even know. I was going to say Shiva, but woman like, and I remember thinking like everybody's moving so fast. I can't even move this fast. This is way too hard for me. Um, but coming back, I had such a bigger view of the world and I had such a bigger view of myself and what I could actually accomplish. Like I realized like, holy shit, I graduated college. I worked in this, you know, I was an accountant at a, at a data communications company going to college, which is great. I, I need people like that in my life, but it's so unlike me now. Like I know, no, 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 no. I pay my bookkeeper and my accountant to do that kind of stuff for me because I don't want to do it. That's not the best where my heart rests. So I came back and my whole life changed my whole life. My whole expand, my view was just completely different anyway. So, um, when we expand like that, the, the moments in time before that are not diminished as if they were a mistake or as if they were something that we shouldn't have done because we couldn't have gotten to that point of expansion had we not realized the constriction that we were in. And the only reason that we're constricting or contracting is because whatever we're doing doesn't fit us anymore. The sweater doesn't fit. The relationship doesn't fit, the thought doesn't fit, the pattern doesn't fit, it just doesn't fit anymore. You know? Hang on one second. Whenever I hear sirens, I just need to pause for a second. So it just doesn't fit. So whatever we're doing, whatever we're being, whatever is going on for us doesn't fit. And Michael Beckwith, I may have mentioned this before. Michael Beckwith said this so brilliantly. I want, I remember I went to see him and, um, he said, it's like a, being a chick in an egg and the chick is in this egg and it's dark. And it's like, I just know there is something outside this egg and I have got to pack and pack and pack until I expand my awareness. <laughs> I just love that. And and that's like expansion. We're like, wow, this is just too small for me now. And so um, expansion is like part of who we are, right? And we expand in a pose and we expand in the way we speak and then we expand in the way we relate and we expand in the way we love and we expand in the way we see ourselves. And And a couple of things with that. One is like we can't expect everyone to expand in the way we do. Let me say that again. We can't expect everyone to expand in the way that we do. Because, you know, just because I think expansion is great and yoga is great does not mean you do. And I remember when I first started teaching yoga, I remember going, oh my God, everyone has to do yoga. Everyone has to do it right now. Like if you're not doing yoga, there must be something wrong with you. <laughs> and that's so not true. Um, but I was still type A. And so people have to expand at their own rate and we can't pull them along and we can't make them expand. We can't pull them on our train. We have to let them expand at their own rate and we have to have what we call hold space without judgment. 
And that can be challenging when we're in a close relationship, you know, I, I, which brings me to the next bit. So I also remember when, um, I began this, this journey of expansion through the power of yoga. And I remember sitting in the therapist office, my husband at the time and I were going through therapy and we would do, um, we would do a session and I would do a little bit by myself and then he would do a little bit by himself and then we would go in together. And I remember sitting across from the therapist saying, um, but I feel like I'm expanding and I feel like he's not. What do I do? Okay, so there's a couple things. And I remember her face too. So a couple things. One is, first of all, I've been listening to Alan Watts for years and something he said just the other day hit me. He said, you know, we have to step away from the um, guru competition like I am more evolved than you are because once we're once we say I am more evolved than you are we are in separateness right so we're in separateness and so um, then we're not as one then we're not yogis we're in separateness but I want to just put that out there right so at the time I didn't have that awareness I didn't have the awareness of um, he's not separate from me He's the same as me. He's just a reflection. How do we work through that? I didn't have that awareness. I just didn't. And, and he absolutely didn't because he used to make fun of my yoga. And don't go saying like, oh my God, you poor thing. He made fun of you. Like, it's fine. Okay. Like, that's just who he was. He just had a tough coat around him. And, you know, he, that's the way he showed he loved me. He would tease me, right? Um, so I'm convinced of that anyways. And so he, him and I just expanded in different ways and in different directions. And we had to come down to it one day and say, I'm expanding in this direction and, um, you're expanding in that direction and we have to, uh, expand away from each other. And it was really hard. It was really, really, really hard. It was um, very hard. And um, it took me oh, five years to actually say, I'm going to go in this direction and you can go in your direction. I need to expand. And it was challenging because there were so many um, pieces of collateral damage, you know, that um, there's so much fallout. And that, which brings me to the next point of expansion. Just before we begin to expand or we say to ourselves, wow, like the chick says, oh my God, look at this bright light. This is so epic. Before that happens, there's a moment of contraction. There's a moment of like, oh, holy shit. I don't think I can handle this. I don't think I have the sunglasses for it. I don't think I have the ability. I don't think I have the knowledge. I don't, I just don't think I have what it takes. Put me back in the egg. <laughs> well, now the egg's broken. So whatever, you're expanded. <laughs> you have to learn to, you know, wear it. So this idea of expansion, what I, what I want to speak to is that idea of, just before the big bit of expansion, there's contraction. There's shit coming up. 
there's fear, there's guilt, there's shame, there's worry, there's doubt, there's grief, there's every little thing you can think about that is going to keep your egoic mind in that place of like, don't go there, don't expand, this is really comfortable, why would you want to expand, this is comfortable. So we want to um, notice those moments in time and ask ourselves, is this a pattern? Because I meet a lot of people and they say, holy shit, I've been at the same point in my life for five years, 10 years, 17 years. I've been living the same life forever and there has to be more, but I'm so afraid to let go because what if there's not? And I just look at them and I say, well, you're going to let go when you're ready. You know, you're going to let go when you're ready and you're going to realize that beyond that moment of fear, that's the threshold. Like the threshold to expansion is that biggest fear. It's that gut wrenching, ugh, you know, where every pattern, every stagnant thought, every, every bit of something that has held you back comes up for a reckoning. It comes up for you to look at. It comes up for you to say yes or no. And it's really interesting because we as humans are so conditioned to stay comfortable that sometimes we pick that comfort. In fact, we pick that comfort a lot. And so a lot of people don't expand. So people say to me, they're like, you're so brave. Oh my God, you're so courageous. Oh my God. But that's because let me tell you what my biggest fear is. My biggest fear at the end of the day is that I'm going to get to the end of my life and I'm going to go, why didn't I try that? Why didn't I do that? Why didn't I say how I felt? Why didn't I do that? Why did, why, what was I afraid of? Like that's my biggest fear. That is my biggest fear, that I have been given this life and I have so many gifts and I have not expanded into them. So when people say, oh my God, you're so busy, you're so this, you're so that, that's because I love life and I try to see things from a higher perspective and not everyone can see them from that, see it from that perspective. Same goes for you, right? So the other thing about expansion that I like to talk about is like, it's like dialing. I don't know if any of you remember the old style cameras, but when you dial out, when you dial out the aperture and you see like the expanded view, you start to see everything. You don't just see like your little minutia. Um, you don't see the little bits and pieces that's going on, like your little drama that's been keeping you stuck. Like, well, then he said this, and then she did that, and then my boss did this, and then then you know what happened? Like, you don't see the, that anymore. You dial up past that, and those little dramas get really quiet, right? And it's like super, super quiet, and you don't hear them, but you see the bigger picture, and then you see either your potential, or you see how you're responding, or you see something that you don't like about yourself. You see something that you don't like about your partner. You see something that you don't like about this world. Oh, well, I don't even want to go there. Well, actually, no, I do. 
you know, you when I dialed out my aperture and to to see an expanded view of life, there's a lot of shit going down in the world that is wrong, that is so wrong. And I feel like sometimes when we expand our view that big, it's scary. And it's like, how can I possibly do anything to, to support a solution or a resolution <clears throat> or something small? Like, wow, I just noticed that I am a really angry person. That sucks. What do I do about that? And then, and then the backlash or the wave of that, the like wake of the wave is like, look at all the relationships I fucked up because I was angry. Oh my God. I feel terrible. Oh my God. I'm self-sabotaging. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. God, God." So that expansion, while it can be like, wow, this is so beautiful. And I have all these really cool things and the world is so big and I can do this and I can do that and I can do that and I can do that. There's also this like, there's also that comes with that is the, is the exact, not opposite, but, but the, you know, the polarity of that, which is, whoa, okay. I'm seeing everything right now. And so then we can do one of two things. Well, one of a few things, but one is that we can berate ourselves and and fall back into old patterns and go oh my god this totally sucks look at all the things I fucked up behind me that's terrible and I've done it before so I know exactly what I'm talking about you know oh my god I failed my marriage oh my god I failed my business oh my god oh my god oh my god and then I'm on the floor crying snot cries and then I have the tools to get up like we all do it so if anybody says they don't they're either really asleep or they're lying to you so we can, one of several things, one is we retreat and we go, oh my God, this is terrible. I, and we, and we berate ourselves and we self-sabotage and then we don't move forward. We just fall into that like, oh my God, this is awful mood. Um, <clears throat> or we go, uh, we get to a, a space of expansion and we notice something and we go, wow, this is so great, but I'm really afraid. I'm really afraid I'm going to mess up. So I'm just going to stay in the comfort. So we either go to self-sabotage, right, and we stay in the pain, or we go to a place of fear, and we go, oh my God, this is too scary for me, I can't do this. Um, Or, which is the best, is we use that space. We use that space and we go, oh my God, look at all of this space I have to expand my awareness. Oh my God, look at all these tools I have I have so many tools to use to get past this, to pick myself up off the floor, to examine my past, to forgive my past, to move forward from the wake of the wave past my fear into something that is bigger than I can ever even dream about. And, you know, that's really playing with expansion. That really is playing with it. So um, think of things as two ways, right? We say fear or love. Everything boils down to fear or love, period. It's two things, expansion or contraction. Expansion or contraction. Those are, that's what the two, it's what it boils down to, expansion or contraction. So I remember sitting in a, um, in a uh, training with a couple, well, they, were, they, were, they weren't married anymore, but uh, Janet and Chris Atwood, and 
their training was for the passion test. And I remember them saying there's only two things, expansion or contraction. So what do you want to feel? Do you want to feel expanded or do you want to feel contraction? And of course, everybody's going to go, well, I want to feel expansion. Okay, well, move in that direction. Now, that made a lot of sense to me. <clears throat> as long as we're not doing what I call spiritual bypassing, which is where we go, it's all good. Everything's good. Oh my God, everything's great. Yep, so good. I'm so expanded right now. Yep, super expanded. Right, everything is so good. I'm really happy now. Yeah, mm -hmm. okay. Because we can't also run away from the contraction. In the contraction, the contraction, think about it this way, right? So <clears throat> for those of you who have given birth or witnessed a birth, you know what this feels like or looks like. The woman who gives birth naturally or um, vaginally has got to experience a contraction of her uterus to support that baby being born. That birth will not happen without that contraction unless there has to be medical you know, in, intervention. So, and, and even then, there's an emotional contraction. So, there is some sort of contraction that happens. There has to be contraction before expansion, and the contraction has to get so great that it can no longer be tolerated. The contraction has to be so great that it can't be tolerated. And everyone's threshold for pain is different. And everyone's threshold for uh, willingness to let go is different. You know, I, I, I feel this theme deeply. I really do. I feel like, um, and I had this conversation with the, an old, I don't even know what to call him. He's a total soulmate, old lover, like best friend now. Like I just love him so much from the depths of my soul. I love him. And he said, you always amaze me. You just like, you just like manifest exactly what you want. You know, it just comes through you, comes through you. And then like, there it is. And people give you shit. And you're just like, you just, you've manifested this house you're in, you, you know, and it's true. I really am super good at that kind of stuff. But the one thing that's challenging for me is to manifest and expand into partnership. It's like that one ledge that I stand on and I just go, God, I just don't know. Because the constriction hasn't gotten great enough for me to make that leap. And the healing hasn't completely um, alchemized into a readiness. And so I share that with you because I want to ask you the same thing that my friend asked me. He said, you do all these things. I'm just so blown away by you, you know, and of course I'm like, you know, humble. And he said, um, where in your life, Dana, are you not expanding? Just out of the blue. Where in your, and he always says this to me. That's why I think I fell in love with him because he would ask me these very poignant questions that no one else would ever ask me. <laughs> and I would just be like, I don't want to answer you. Who do you think you are? You know, <laughs> and he would just dig and dig and dig and dig until I'd answer. So I'd always grow from him. We always say we are, um, him and I are Shiva and Parvati, 
you know, he's like poverty's greatest teacher. And I listened to him with such reverence and gratitude. And he said, you know, where are you not expanding? You know? And so I would ask you the same question because I've been meditating on that a lot since he asked. And I would ask you, like, where are you not expanding? Where are you still sitting on the ledge of your life and playing small or seeing things small or being angry or being resentful or falling into separateness? Well, he did that. What is this? How are we to say namaste when we still feel these feelings while well, we're humans? evolving and working at our darndest, our darndest to expand. So what I try to look at is where, where do I still hold a sense of separateness? Because in the separateness is where there's constriction. The second we say you or me, right? We're separate. Or him or her, we're separate. And, and in that, there's constriction and there's not expansion. So, you know, you're, you, you, I'm, I'm inviting you and all of us to sit in a space of really, truly expanding your awareness out, casting that net of your heart. Like if your heart had a net and you could just cast it out, you just cast out that net. How far are you willing to expand it? And, and the net was gold and green and filled with love. It was this emerald green and gold. How far are you willing to, to cast that net? How far? Because you have to be willing to cast it out really far and include all the things, the situations, the people, all the things that have constricted you. And recognize that you created that restric restriction at one point or another to protect yourself. So expansion is a beautiful thing. And expansion is wonderful. I'll get to the Pollyanna stuff now, right? Expand your view. Expand your potential. You know, these coaches I see online, they're like, expand your potential, expand your earnings, expand, expand, expand. And yes, I get it. But the number one thing you have to do before you expand is know your constrictions. You have to know your triggers. You have to know your, 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 the people who trigger you and why they trigger you. And you have to know what they set off within you before you can expand because you're going to expand and then you're going to hit a wall. And you're not going to get past that wall until you peck through the triggers and you understand what they are and you forgive them and you heal them. So expansion just isn't about expanding your potential and expand this and expand that. It's beautiful. Yes, I get it. I get it. I expand all the time and I've hit many walls, many walls. I've hit them. I've hit the wall many, many times. So, you know, you want to be in a place of understanding what it is that keeps you from expanding. And then when you do figure it out, go slow, learn, understand, pay attention, cast the net out, 
and then practice some more, love some more, heal it, and then expand more. So I don't, I don't know if that makes sense or not. Um, but expansion, true expansion, can't happen unless you are willing to um, look at your ability to grow beyond your own constrictions. And then remember that you created the constrictions. Like you totally created them. So that's why when we talk in yoga about Ganesh, you know, the remover of obstacles. Well, here, here's the deal. Like Ganesh doesn't come in with his trunk and remove your obstacles. No, he puts them in front of you and he says, here, try this one on for size. Do you see what I'm putting in front of you? No? Okay, let me put it into you a little bit closer. <laughs> you know? So, we, before we expand, we have, with expansion, we have to have constriction and contraction. We do. And we have to have a place and a practice and a medicine and a healing modality to move beyond that constriction. I, I'm so fortunate. I've got so many friends that are obsessively authentic like myself. And there's, I can count the people on one hand, not even five fingers, that will call me out on my shit. And um, I can call them out on theirs because they do it in a loving manner. And I do it in a loving manner. And um, we have to have those people if we, are, if we want to expand. And we have to be able to look in the mirror and say to ourselves, what is it about me that I'm, that I'm holding? Where am I holding? Because you can have, you know, 25,000 followers on Instagram, but if you're a jerk, you're not expanding. You're just having 25,000 followers on Instagram. <laughs> you know. Expand your awareness, expanding your, you know, vibration, or, or your demographic does expanding your demographic doesn't mean you're expanding your awareness it could actually have the opposite effect so um yeah I, I really need to turn this into like a call-in show because I feel like I'm just talking into this microphone and and I, I really want to ask you what you think <laughs> so I'm gonna do that soon I don't know when, but I'm going to do that soon. As soon as I figure out how to do that. I don't really know how to do it. I don't know if you guys can hear that. It was a motorcycle. <laughs> Anyways, so um, here's my invitation. Expand your awareness beyond the minutia of your life. Expand your awareness beyond your resentments. Expand your awareness beyond your judgments. Expand your awareness beside you, beyond your trauma. Expand your awareness beyond your past. Expand your awareness beyond whatever it is that's going on inside of you. <clears throat> Remember that you are made of dust. You know, you're made of dust. And, and in that 
those particles of dust is so much. It's like the universe. So we really are expansive and we really do connect with everything that is. So, you know, next time you or me, or if you hear me say it, when we hear ourselves say he, this, she, that, you know, um, just notice the duality and notice how that constricts you. The next time you, you know, have an angry thought, don't push down the anger. Notice it. Begin to inquiry, that self-inquiry of like, wow, where is that coming from? What pain inside me is triggering that? Because once you get to the root, you don't have to cut the root at the the root at the top or the the weed at the top. You don't just cut it. You dig like a hole around the edges and then you get to the very bottom. You pull out the weed and then you scrape the innards. You pull that out, make sure there's no tendrils, and then you put it in the compost. You you let it go, you put it in the fire, you do whatever. That's what we do with our constrictions. And the little tendrils will come up, but then we just keep expanding. Then we become so used to expanding that we can't help but expand. And that's really where we want to get to, right? I, I hope this was helpful. I hope this was um, supportive. I hope that this made sense. Um, I'd like to think that in the next month, I, I'm, I've kind of gotten the hang of this, three episodes. I'd like to say that in the next month, I'm going to invite someone on my show. We'll see how it goes. And then I just want to remind you, super easy to get a hold of me. Um, on Instagram and Facebook, I am Dana Damara Evolution. Uh, I am Dana at DanaDamara.com. And... Um, I usually respond to email like 72 hours. It takes me a little bit of time. Email is not expanding for me at all. It's very challenging for me to go into the 1D world. And then there's still space left at my retreat on June, uh, July 5th through the 7th up at 1440 Multiversity. Would love to have you. Um, it's going to be a sweet little getaway in the middle of the summer. Um, and teacher training starts in September. So if you want to expand your awareness, take teacher training, just hands down. Don't even think about it. Don't even question it. Just say, yes, I'm going to do it. And your awareness will definitely be expanded. So, um, if you want to reach out to me, please do. I would love to hear from you. Uh, in the meantime, I hope you have such an incredible rest of your day. And, uh, just remember to be kind, be loving and be truthful. Have such a gorgeous day. Namaste.